from MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. got some big news <laughs> some big news that sounds scary you gotta remind me because i always forget you didn't remind me and i remember before you reminded me welcome to the tennis oh podcast. son of a bitch i always want to come in hot because that music gets me fired up <laughs> no, no no the big news i have is um this show is finished <laughs> it's finished say, this is our last show we holy hell according to twitter it should be <laughs> holy shit <laughs> Oh boy, I got uh, hammered. You made the mistake of delving into Twitter wars. Uh, you mean of being right? Yeah, with faceless people. Of being right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, it's it's BG Nation. It's his fault. Yeah, and Patrick McEnroe. They had some tweet between them, or somebody sent a tweet to somebody. I don't know how it works, as you probably well know. And uh, but I waded in anyway. You know, so it's like, you know, me not knowing how to swim, but <laughs> jumping off the back of a boat in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> oh, it was uh, it was harrowing. Um, I got called a lot of names. Some of them I am moron. <laughs> Somebody called Sorry, me. that was me. Yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, you got to get him, get him in when you can because you never answer your phone. So, uh, and tweeting just doesn't do it. That sounds very similar I mean, texting. to my Twitter experiences or my blog experiences. Yeah, you don't have a Twitter. Just get um, no, I, stay I was away. I was tweeting to you nonstop, trying to get some backup, getting some help, <laughs> and uh, and you were not to be found. That's right. I haven't jumped into that abyss yet. It's time. I need you. I need you. I need you to be way in the corner, just acting like you don't know me, and then just like dropping <laughs> yeah. in little t- hit hints. Throwing in a couple right. jabs every once in a while. It's like that when you're watching your friend in a fight and they just get on the ground. And you just come in and just. Give a little kick, and then they're back even again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just need a little helping hand. Just a, when I when I get punched and fall out into the you know into the ring, just push me back into the middle. Right, right. Holy hell, it was <laughs> it was harrowing to say of the least. So it had to do, of course, with the only topic that matters to me, and that's that this is the weakest air in the history of men's tennis. Well, and that's what we hear about every time you watch tennis on TV is how great, you know, Federer and all Djokovic are. So I think it's until those guys are gone, I think that's always going to be the main topic. Listen, I may be right. I may be wrong. I don't know. One thing that I do know, one thing that I do know is that the same arguments against my stance are actually the arguments for my stance. Uh, everybody, these are the three greatest. Hey, 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 yeah. and, <laughs> and they won 50 slams. Nobody can beat them. Exactly. So one thing I've never said is Fetter's not potentially the greatest ever. Nadal's not potentially in that conversation. And now Novak is at the top of that conversation. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> but what I've always said was they unfortunately don't get to prove it as definitively as some others. Right. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Tell Twitter that. Well, and I think if somebody said even the three greatest players ever, I wouldn't I would accept that argument more than I accept one of them being the greatest ever when they can't even all three beat each other. So how can they be the greatest? How can any of the three individuals be the greatest ever? 
Right, in a definitive manner. Right. I mean, if you said they're the three greatest as a package, then that, to me, that's a better argument than picking any either three, any either the three and saying they're the greatest ever. Right, right. So it, it, so basically it started with a tweet where I can't remember who it was. God, I hate Patrick McEnroe. That's him. He I said, don't hate him. He I'm, said, do you the have more it? things change the more they stay the same? And well, was, yeah, that's right. And it was uh, the top three, right? Which were Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic in no particular order, right? Which I didn't. Oh, that's in the race because he's not number three in the actual rankings, right? But I guess that's the 2018 race, and so or maybe the seating or whatever. Right. And so I, I, uh, I replied that yeah, it's more evidence that this is the weakest air in the history of men's tennis. Yeah. And then the avalanche came. <laughs> Holy hell! I got hammered. Um. Do you never even watch them, bitch? <laughs> Something along those lines. Something along those I love lines. That quality response. Holy hell! That guy probably posted about fifty comments that day. Very similar. So, I mean, of course, you and I are both driving around in Bentleys out in the parking lot of the studio. Is that right? Oh yeah. Or uh-huh. did you get an Audi A8, um, which is nowhere near the level of Bentley? But I drove an Audi in New York when yeah. I went to the. Yeah, it was such a great car. Someone with a Bentley crashed into some rocks at my club and they didn't even get out of the car. I said, that's somebody that's got too much money when they don't even need to get out <laughs> to check their damage. Don't even bother. Just give me a new one. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't know how I got off on that. But anyway, yeah, so we're making, we're getting filthy rich off this podcast. We don't even <laughs> like tennis. We're just getting filthy yeah. rich. And so that's why we do Who it. Who watches tennis? I've never yeah. watched a match in my life. Or could it be that we're huge tennis fans and, you know, I like to argue and discuss and have... I argue is too strong a word, but, you know, have discussions and debates, that's the word, about all things tennis. Well, and I've probably watched, not that this makes me an expert, but I've probably watched every Grand Slam since, you know, 1995. Um, so I think that I have at least that almost 25 years of experience just from seeing tennis. Right. Now, by the way, don't hang up on this podcast or whatever <laughs> you call it. We're going to talk about the U.S. Open. Yes. But damn it, this was just too fresh. Uh, so anyway, so obviously Twitter is known for all this garbage, but until you experience it, it's like, whoa, hey, hey, <laughs> bitch, huh? My goodness. That was not very nice. Right. There were one or two people that had civil, that disagree with me. And I was like, fantastic. Come on the podcast for right. God's sakes. Cause Twitter ain't working, right. um, uh, for this, uh, argument or debate. But, uh, but I think reasonable people can say, Hey, you have three people who are dominating everyone else, and one of the somebody mentioned this is one of the civil ones I think mentioned that hey you know just give the young guys some time and I'm like the young guys are in the top five right they're in, the time's not the issue they're there so if they still need time you made my point sir or ma'am or uh, <laughs> well, could have been a puppy I whoever it was know, we don't know how good the young guys are we're talking about more of those guys that are. 24 to 30 that have done nothing already right Dimitrov the greatest player of all time could be someone that's 20 right now we have no idea well that's my whole argument so the only way this argument I think gets solved except I don't know the person that called me a moron and the person that (laughs) called me a bitch I don't think they're gonna agree but uh and they you know listen if you have a player's name in your twitter name right okay listen you're somebody called us biased at some point too by the way if you have anti-federer if you have a piece of somebody's name in your Twitter handle, 
You've lost your credibility. I mean, listen, <laughs> you may be a little biased yourself, but neither here nor there. I don't mind you being biased. Bring the heat. Bring right. me an argument. Don't just say they've won 50 slams. Have you seen him play? He's the greatest. That's exactly my argument against them being the greatest ever is they've won 50 slams between them or whatever it is. And it's like, exactly. The only way they don't win is when they don't play because right. everyone else is crap. Yeah. Relative, you sons of bitches, relative to other eras. So that's the argument is that, yes, they could be the greatest ever. Right. And I wish they had to go through the gauntlet of having, you know, 15 players, like on the women's side. You know, Serena is going through, and you know, well, several eras. I'm not calling you old. Please don't start with me. <laughs> but, you know, she's gone through different eras with different you know, all timers right. in, in her, you know, in that time period. And she is the queen. Yeah. Or king, whatever. It's all the same. Whatever. I'm not judging. You can be the jester for all I care. But the point is, that's the exact opposite situation I'm talking about. She is sitting at the top of the mountain and she has had to go through a lot of different people who we consider threats to win Grand Slams all the time, all her whole career. Yeah. Well, let's and let's say the average just to make another. And job. Federer and them and Don Djokovic haven't to finish that <laughs> point is my point. Well, and to make the analogy to another sport, let's say the average retirement age in basketball is thirty-five. Well, Jordan was playing for the Wizards as a forty-year-old and couldn't make it to the playoffs. Right, and he's undisputed even with LeBron now, pretty much undisputed, the greatest player of all time. So five years past his prime, he was struggling. Nobody can dispute that Federer is five years past his prime right now, and he's winning Grand Slam. And I'm telling you right now, tennis is more physically demanding than basketball. I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Because first of all, it's out of doors. Right. It gets warm. And yeah, it's a team game, but guys came up in basketball and were better than Jordan when he was 40. Right. Who has come up in tennis that's better than Federer at 36 or 37? Right. I mean, it just doesn't, So, as we've always said, he can't be better now than he was 10 years ago. So if your argument is you're a dumbass because Federer is great, is missing the point. Federer, Djokovic, and Nadal are great. Right. They are in the conversation for greatest of all time. I've never said anything otherwise, which maybe these people don't listen to the pod. They just watch <laughs> the tweets. Right. I don't know. So that's the that's the starting point. So now now go back and look at your Twitter feed and see if any of your dumbass arguments made any sense, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't mean that. No, <laughs> I didn't mean that. It's well, just it's just really funny to me to read. Do you watch him play, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. That's just funny well, to me. I enjoy if, it. And if Jordan came back now and joined the Warriors and they won the championship, would anybody talk about how great he was? They won the championship because he's on an amazing team. He's playing against you know other teams that aren't loaded with all these players. It's the same in, in right. tennis. If Sampras came back and won a Grand Slam right now, I wouldn't talk about how great he is. I'd say, God, that's how bad this area is that he could come back and win. Speaking of Sampras, of course, he is the he is the uh, genesis of all this you know, nonsense because yeah. that's my favorite player of all time. So in some sense, I'm, I'm biased, but I'm not biased on just saying he is the greatest. I'm right. biased in looking for arguments to keep him in that conversation. So there is bias, and I don't give a shit. Right. I'm not saying he's the greatest bitch, and that's it. <laughs> Did you ever see him serve volley? Yeah. Moron? <laughs> no, I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is, at some point in time, somebody said, m more than one person, and if Twitter existed, they would have said it on Twitter, 
Pete Sampras has 14 grand slams. Nobody's passing that right. bitch. Right. Because it was the great, that's, this is never going to be done again. And of course, it, it was after every good player retired. Uh, and, after, so, and nobody thinks Federer's 20 is going to happen. And we got Djokovic now, who's already creeping up on that. And he's probably going <laughs> to dominate the next I few mean, years. What are the Fed fans going to say when Federer and Nadal retire and the only player worth a shit is Djokovic? They're going to be screaming, This is the weakest air in the men's tennis. Go fuck yourself. I said it 97 episodes ago. Well, and he's going to win the next. I don't know how to bleep stuff out, so I apologize. That's staying in there. My guess is Brad, uh, BG Tennis Nation, doesn't use bad language. And I told him to listen to this, and he said no. When I told him no, yeah, I I think in real life he probably doesn't. And I probably have offended him, and I feel terrible now because I (laughs) I sent him a tweet, listen to the pod, and he said no. Um, (laughs) Was that the real BG or was that the imposter BG? No, no, that was the real one. That wasn't the parody. (laughs) Uh, The parody, the the real one gave me a yellow card for all this stuff. I see. And the real one gave me a red card. The fake one gave me a red card. (laughs) And so I I stand by the yellow, whatever that means in soccer. I'll fall down and hold my ankle for a half hour and then get back up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the fake one gave me a red card and I don't care, but you, you're exactly right. When Djokovic wins 10 of the next 12 slams and has 21 and the other two guys have 19 and 20, no one is going to say Djokovic is the best ever because number one, they don't like him. So they're not going to have yep. that favoritism towards him. And number two, they're going to say the same. Well, he did that because Federer at all retired. So he's got no competition. Thank God we're smart enough to know that we don't know these people. Right. I know. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's two professional tennis players that I actually know personally. <laughs> well, you've met more than two. Well, yeah, I met, but yeah, but none of them punch me in the nuts or anything. So there's <laughs> nothing. I mean, you know, I mean a lot of people. So, but there's, I've met, I've hung out in a country club men's grill watching watching a, a World Series with Todd Martin, Marty Fish, and James Blake. And Jeff Morrison. You don't remember yeah, him, do you? Yeah, quarterfinals. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, and so that was when I was running a tournament, um, and they were in town for it. And they wanted to watch World Series, but they didn't want to go to Smoky Bar, which <laughs> right. was fantastic. I agree. And uh, and so we went there. So I was with them for you know maybe two hours or however long a dumb World Series game lasts. And, you know, they were fine. I, I don't know them. Right. I know them for two hours, and I would have nothing but good things to say about them. But beyond that, I don't know any of these people. Right. And guess what? They don't give a shit about me at all, and I get <laughs> it. But that's what allows me to talk about them from the tennis standpoint and not call people morons, bitch. <laughs> I'm going to do that the whole podcast. I apologize. <laughs> I can't remember who sent it. I wouldn't say their name anyway. Well, and but. we are kind of like, the way I am at football, we are kind of like that in tennis. Where we're fans of the sport and great matches. I don't think either of us have a huge allegiance towards one player. Which makes this a little more objective. Uh, listen, I was watching the U.S. Open from 2002, Pete Sampras's final yeah match. Well, no, I'm sorry, QQQ. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he he was playing Agassi in the finale, and it was it wasn't good, by the way. Yeah. Neither neither of them played great. They did in spots. I mean, right. he served his ass off in some spots, but they were both missing a lot of first serves. But you just watch him. First of all. Pete Sampras' serve will hold up in any era, including next the next era. Right. Right now and ten years from now. Yeah. I mean, he averaged a buck twenty something. He could crank it up to a buck thirty five. Right. And he could he could paint lines. And he could paint lines under pressure. And on second serve. And his second serve is filthy. His volleys are better than 
anyone in the game right now. Right. Anyone. Right. I mean, maybe not doubles players, but any of the singles players. Yeah. They're better than anyone. Uh, I saw him hit some cross-court forehands that were as fast as Del Potro's. Eh, man, that's a little bit much. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. It was like, I mean, Del Potro is the next level when he hits that cross-court forehand. Right. But, you know, but... You know, you're watching it on TV, and it's not like you're watching the 60s. Right. And but I do hate when people say, oh, well, if anybody played, anybody, any of the top guys now would kill everybody from previous years. I would kill. Right. I, I was watching Battle of Sex this Friday night, and my wife and I were like, did they really hit this pace? And we were like, we could have been on the tour. If we had a time machine, we'd both be in like, the championship for everything. I mean. Mixed doubles. Cha- they look like 50, 60 mile an hour strokes. Jack Sock would be trying to catch your record mixed doubles. <laughs> They would. They literally look like 50, 60 mile an hour strokes. By the I way, it's a stupid argument. Best line of the whole Twitter Twitter <laughs> argument. You you said you loved it. I did. Somebody said all this stuff, and then I said, Jack Sock number eight in the world. I rest my case. <laughs> now again, if you are put it this way, I don't think they don't understand the argument. I think they ignore the argument. Yeah. Fetter. Joe, let me say it one more time. Clearly. Bitch. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Federer, Djokovic, Nadal. Three all-time greats in the history of the game. Greatest ever? I don't know. I don't think so. But they might be. The problem is, unfortunately for them, they don't get to prove it because the, the, the level of competition they're playing is not to the same level relative to them because these children that that are behind them at three, four, five, six, and seven came up at the same time with the exact same equipment, the same training, the same blah 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 as they did, just like Sampras and Agassi and all those did, just like you know Connors and and people below him did, just like you know whoever from the twenties, right. Don Budge and all them. So you're right. Anybody could go. Sampras could go back to the first U.S. Open, which right. was in 1880, <laughs> literally 1880 yeah. or some shit. And he would win every U.S. Open from 1880 to 1982. Right. Then he might start to get a little trouble because <laughs> now, you know, because now, you know, Connor Even if he had to use the old equipment, by the way. Maybe. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. Um, holy hell. So anyway, so that's sort of the, the, so let me, all right, here's a little sample for you. ATP World Tour rankings year end 1995. Sampras. Year end 2017. Side by side. All right. I'm going to call off in order going side to side. Okay. 19, eight, or 2017, Rafa Nadal. Hey, I know All that time guy. great. All time great. Number one, Pete Sampras. You can say all time great. <laughs> Greatest ever. No, yeah, buddy. <laughs> Number two, 2017, Raja Federa. Number two, Andre Agassi. Yeah, so very comparable so far. Number three, who would win between these two guys? And I think you could send this mother effer back to 895 and he'd still lose. <laughs> Number three, 2017, Grigor Dimitrov. He's number three. Only if it's in the first round of a Grand oh, Slam would he lose. <laughs> number three, Tomas Mooster. Yeah. Now, on Clay, I, I would pick Mooster. Like, the 95 Mooster against the 27 Dimitrov on Clay, I'm picking Mooster. <laughs> but he's not. Gets better. Potentially not an all-time great, at least. No. But neither is Dimitrov, definitely isn't. Me, Dimitrov's not an all-time good. <laughs> 
<laughs> Number four. <laughs> Save this, that line. <laughs> this is interesting. This is interesting. Alexander Zverev at number four. And fellow countryman, Boris Becker. Yeah. Boris Becker, Zverev, you tell me. Right. You could take three years out of Boris's career. To pick any three years. Yeah. And he's still a Hall of Famer. And by the way, won his first Wimbledon at what age? 17. Yeah. And Zverev, tell is, me he's not, his time isn't now. Well, it, and listen, I don't care what you say. Again, whoever said give the young guys time, they, ha- they there is no time. Yeah. They're three and four and five in the effing world. And the other guys aren't playing half the tournaments. Like, when are you going to have a better time? <laughs> exactly. Jesus. Oh, my God. It's like, here's what happened. Djokovic, Federer, and Nadal, they call each other, hey, well, are you going to play this one? Nah. All right, I'll play it. You, you, you well, got- you're joking. There, that was literally a conversation, apparently, at the at the Australian Open. Federer said, see at Wimbledon. So Nadal knew he wasn't playing the French. Right. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, I mean, it's like a, it was an alternating deal for six slams. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and Djokovic and Murray were totally out. All right, so um, so that was four, Zverev and Becker. All right, 2017, number five, Dominic Team. Who's number made f- one slam final in his career, and he's 25. Year in 20, uh, 1995, Michael Chang. Yeah, who's a Grand Slam winner. Grand Slam Hall winner. Of fame. Number six, here's where it gets a little dicey, 2017, Marin Cilich. Okay. We're, we're a fan of Chilich. Yeah, he's won a slam. How about this? A couple finals. Number six, Yevgeny Kafelnikov. Baller. <laughs> he's one of those guys that's always... Uh, he was like a halop. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, but not... He didn't choke. He well, just... But they're, I would say they're at least in a similar echelon. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. No, I... No, I don't think so. But I, Chilich, I think by the end of the by end of the by the end of the, his career, I think Chilich will be higher on the rung than Kafelnikov. Yeah, and I would say Chilich is probably now really the number four, even though he's not ranked number right. four. Well, here you go. So number seven, year in twenty seventeen, number seven, David Goffin, who's done nothing in a slam. Right. How about this, Tomas Enquist? Yeah, fantastic. He's right. always a threat. Yeah. He was a threat. Fine, you know. Uh, 2017, number eight. <laughs> Jack Sock. Oh, he's that's it. <laughs> I can name anyone. Flip oh, so you're doing the end of. I'm sorry, I've missed it. This was year end. end. Of the year end. Year end. Yeah. Year end. Which is what matters. Okay, how about this? Year end number eight, 1995. Please, not. Oh my God, please. Two Americans. Jim Courier. Yeah. Kiss my ass. Yeah. Jim Courier, number eight. Jack Sock, number eight. Are you shitting me? <laughs> 2017, number nine. All right. Fair enough. Stan Wawrinka. Okay. Who, who's he going up against? Number nine in, tw- in 1995. I mean, okay, fine. Wayne Ferrer. Yeah. Y- you got me. You yeah. got me. I'll give you that one. So Wayne is like the Ferrer of that era, not because his name sounds similar, but he just made it deep in a lot of tournaments, never really and won. made everybody suffer. Right. Yep. Yep. Made it. All right. 2017, year end, numero 10. Who do you think it is? Oh, gee. Well, you think it's I- like... Nishikori was not going then. It's somebody kind of in that level, though. Burditch. Pablo Carreno Busta. Oh, God. <laughs> Number 10, 1995. Goran Ivanisevic. <laughs> Are you shitting me? <laughs> Done. 11, Krychek. 12, Steak. 13, Sergi Bruguera, who's a beast on clay. Yeah. Number 14, Arno Boist. No idea. 15, Mark Rosé. Andre Medvedev. Magnus Larsen. Todd Martin at 18. Kiss my ass. Who's number 18? Lucas Pui. (laughs) 
Yeah, and, and now seventeen's a tricky year because you know again out of the Big Four, you know Djokovic was sort of limping his way around. You know he yeah, was he had no Murray Nishikori or Djokovic. So you know whatever, but. I just wanted to take the most because if we use right now, it's all in flux. Right, that was a year end. But the thing is, what you're saying, if we going into the U.S. Open, which we will talk about again, we promise at some point, uh, there are literally four people that could win the tournament. Right, the people you just listed, if that if that was going to the U.S. Open, there's ten, twelve people that would have had a chance to win. And if you look to the odds of Vegas, I guarantee you, not that you can find that now, but I guarantee you that the the odds. There was probably eight guys that were under ten to one. Right. Right now, there's like three guys that are eight to one or better, and then the sixth or seventh favorite is probably twenty five to one. And to be fair, what I always say is Vegas doesn't, you know, whatever. It's not the, you know, just they just are they a mirror the betting patterns. They're in a, mi- a mirror image of what we think is going to happen. By the right. way, the first U.S. Open was eighteen eighty one, not eighteen eighty. Not bad though, huh? That was pretty good. Yeah, I did some quick math. And I failed. <laughs> but, yeah, I just think it's – and, again, you just picked one year. You might go to, you know, 85, and it might be even worse. It might be even, you know, higher competition. And I think, to me, the easiest way you look at it is all you got to do is look at the scores of these first, second, third-round matches, you know, of some of these slams. And when the guy's winning, you know, one, two, and one – I mean, Nadal won a match at the French – like two, one, and two or something. Right. I mean, when Pete, when Nadal loses, wins us at six four, and people are saying how tough it was, that tells you. I mean, when he gets pushed at a six four. Well, listen to li- all right. So listen to so again, mid nineties. There's other errors too because if you take me back to you know McEnroe, there's nothing different. Mats Vilander, you know right. what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. Lindell yeah. and you know, all right. So 1990. Four ninety three. We'll do. Let's go nineteen ninety one. How about? Uh, yeah, nineteen ninety one. U.S. Open. Edberg beats Courier. Ninety two. Edberg beats Sampras. Sampras beats Cedric Pialine. Uh Agassi beats Steak. Sampras beats Agassi. Sampras beats Chang. Rafter beats. This is all consecutive years, not right. one. <laughs> uh, Rafter beats Rosetsky. Rafter beats Philippusis. Uh Agassi beats Todd Martin. Oh, that poor fella. Up two sets to none. <laughs> Safin beat Murat Safin. Yeah. There's another guy. Well, and if you na- if you did the same thing for Lady Hewitt, it'd be the same four names you'd be repeating over and over. And again, those guys are great, but they can only be in the finals every time if their competition level is weaker. Right. Here you go. 04. Fetter. 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 <laughs> Fetter. Delpo, who beat Fetter. Nadal, who beat Djokovic. Djokovic, who beat Nadal. Murray, who beat Djokovic. Nadal, who beat Djokovic. Yeah. Chilich Nishikori in 14. That was the weird. Yep. Djokovic beat Federer. Wawrinka beat Djokovic. Nadal beat Kevin Anderson last year. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, and and in fairness, we don't know how good some of these guys are going to turn out to be, but would your argument change at all if although we already know this isn't going to happen because they had their chance last year with all these guys gone. But, yeah. if, but if Nadal and Federer retired at the end of this year and Zverev wins two slams next year and team wins one and Djokovic wins one, would that change anything? Or would it just... I think what would happen if those two guys retired, it would be it would be the same guy. It would be Chilich, Wawrinka, and those guys. Battling no Djokovic to right. if Djokovic If Djokovic wins the calendar Grand Slam for two years in a row... <laughs> then I don't want to see another effing word on Twitter about any of this shit. Yeah. I'm right. And 
Well, yeah, it's just uh, now. Fetter dropped into if, if Fetter's career started when Sampras's career started, then Fetter might have looked exactly the same. Right, he might have had the exact same amount. He might have had the most ever, and in Fetter, uh, Sampras would have had a lot less. Whatever. Again, that part of the argument's not in dispute. They're all three of those guys are all time greats. Right, but these children are discounting completely. The all-time greats, and here's the thing: you start talking about McEnroe, where it's a. Di- I know he's really, really bringing it home in the QQQ, <laughs> uh, but that's all fake, right? Um, but you go back to his era, or the era before that in the '60s or the '50s. Obviously, it's going to be a different argument, but that argument doesn't hold that's that's not the same argument you're having between now in 1995 because you have number one you have overlap right number two the equipment is close to similar yeah i mean you got the string issue which is huge so so the advances in string technology compared to even the 90s are still huge but which Agassi acknowledged, yeah. by the way, and his style of game, he would have been the he would have been the Nadal of the nineties, right. by the way, yeah. if he had the same kind of string Nadal does. But uh, but yeah, so you have some overlap where some of these guys played some of the all time great ever and played them tight, right? When they're old, yeah. So that's where it comes from, and these people tighter, on Twitter played them tighter than anybody, young anybody players that are should be in much better shape than they are. Andy Roddick, please come back and prove my point. Please get in shape, work hard, and get back on the tour. Please and prove me right. Would well, that prove me right? If Roddick came back and was making it to the third round or the fourth round of Grand Slams, I would I would quit podcasting. I would <laughs> I would move to an island and live on the beach. In other words, homeless. And uh, you know, and that's it. I just I'd quit. Because I'd be so right, <laughs> and that's I've what got, that would that t- would totally happen if he came back and dedicated six months of training. He w- he could be in the top thirty, no question in my mind. Right, I don't care what anybody says. Well, and I'll give you a better NBA analogy. Mainly if he had me coaching him, of course. <laughs> even though, and I'm not a huge NBA fan, but it just always to me Racist. compares. But LeBron has made eight finals in a row. The number one reason he's made eight finals in a row is not because he's the greatest of all time or one of the greatest of all time. It's because he was in the Eastern Conference. Right, and the reason you know that is because he lost like five or six of those eight in the finals. So if he was in the West, he would have lost five of those eight years. It's possible. So in other words, it's possible. That's a similar argument, but the difference is, is you. It'd be like if Djokovic didn't play at all. He just right. trained all year, and he only got dropped in for finals of Grand Slams. Yeah, and every time he dropped into the finals of Grand Slams, he beat you know Federer and Nadal. Right, and then it'd be like, oh, okay, so everybody else sucks. But I'm saying he won. He made eight finals in a row because, and got his he, ass because he didn't have to play the best players in the world. Federer wins 20 slams because he's not playing right, the people exactly. that somebody played in the 90s. Exactly. That's so it. LeBron is still amazing for making eight finals, but he, he did it you know, not having to play the best players. And again, it's not Federer's fault if the best players aren't playing. Now, you've said that many times. Right. He right. can only beat who he plays. Oh, goodness. But in this tournament... You're actually going to have to play some stronger players early in the tournament, which I'm excited about. By the way, uh, Statista.com. I, I, I don't know. I just Google <laughs> these things. But it's an actual real website. Yeah. You can look at it. Number of people participating in tennis in England from 07, 08 to 15, 16. 
has dropped by 200,000 people. Oh, man. 200,000 people yeah. have dropped in participation. And that's with, the, with Murray thriving. Right. That's not a good sign. Right. Um, He's doing this because somebody called him out on Twitter for saying <laughs> that uh, tennis participation was down. And they, hey, where, where did you get that information? <laughs> now, here's the other thing. I don't know how to do math. <laughs> are you were an English major? Yes. And yet, how how are your math skills? I, they're pretty good. So, let's say sixty. Let's just say sixty-three million for the population of England. That seemed close because it's I have you no don't idea. know. I'm just. You, <laughs> Well, math, I'm, not geography. Well, I looked at it just now, and it's higher than that. So you would think in '05 right. it was lower yeah. than that, maybe. So we'll just say like an average of 63 million. That's that's close enough, right? So 63 million. How would you figure out what the percentage of change that was? There's people. <laughs> listen, if you call <laughs> me, if you call me a moron on Twitter, and you were talking about math, fair enough. Well, that's <laughs> right? that's so, still a very small percentage. Well. The problem is we don't know because we don't know how many people played tennis to begin with. Because uh, all 63 million didn't play tennis. Right, but 200,000 difference. Yeah. So the drop is relational to how right. many people. So Well, 200,000 is only like less than 1% of the population. So it didn't drop. So how do you do that? You divide 60. Well, I just know that 6.3 million would be 10%. So 600,000 will be 1%. So it's like a third of a percent. All right, so it's pretty small. Yeah. But again, that doesn't factor in how many people played. If only 400,000 people played and it dropped by 200,000, that would mean you have 50% less players. Right. Uh, so, all right, so so anyway, the point being is it's a, you know, it's a bigger percentage there than it is here, though. 200,000 right. out of 60 million, but that's the total population. Yeah. And what you're talking about is the total population plays tennis, but still, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tennis participation is down. And that's But that's in a country, like we said, that has a – Superstar America does not. Well, I guess we've got Serena, but not in the and a rich tennis men's. history. Apparently, uh, you know Wimbledon's the you know the bee's <laughs> knees. Um, but apparently, France invented tennis. I don't know which way to go with that, but hey, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Native Americans here um, invented tennis, <laughs> and there's nothing you can say about it. That's right. But yeah, it's it's an argument that we won't ever. Well, I think the overarching theme of your argument is you don't want the decision to be based on how many slams you've won just well, that, like i just said about lebron making eight finals in a row means nothing to me that's a big part of it that that's a big part of it because it means but the problem is it's it's gotten more and more and more skewed towards that over the years i i feel like right and if you just started watching tennis in the early in the mid 2000s then shut your face because you didn't hear commentators and other players talking about it and reading the newspaper that's that thing with ink <laughs> and stuff um, but it seems like it's skewed more and more. I mean, Sampras cared mostly about the majors, but he still, you know, has whatever. It, listen, the the only thing that's going to, I think, would actually prove it is two things. Number one, if Federer, I mean, yeah, Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic retire in this group with the Zverev's teams, Koric, you know, et cetera, gets leapfrogged by, you know, 17 year olds right now like right. Felix Ager Aliasim yeah, yeah I think I said that right <laughs> and Shapovalov and Shapovalov who played each other in the first round by the way and Tsitsipas if those younger guys the 17 year olds and 18 year olds 
past the 23 and 24 year olds and leave them in the dust and start doing the same thing to them that Federer and them did, yeah. then, it, then I was right. Right. By a long shot. Yeah. Even if some of these other guys like Zverev win one or two, but the rest of them, you know, but those the 17-year-olds, you know, in five, six years from now are winning the majority of them, I'm still right. Well, and I think even if, let's say everybody ranked, let's consider the big fours one through four, even though they're not anymore, but let's say that the guys that are five through 12, between all eight of them, they win the next eight majors, like one each. Right. To me, that has the same right. impact because that means there is no dominant player so in it, that group. So the big three, sorry, Andy, <laughs> if the big three retired, and, well, let's say the big four retired, then that means, because really Andy Murray is just part of the Chilich and Warinka group, right, really. to be honest totally. with you. Yeah, sorry, England. You're, you're down on participation and your big four <laughs> is not part of the big four. Your big one is not part of the big four. <laughs> Um, but if the big four re- retired, then now it's going to be Chilich and Delpo and Wawrinka are going to rack up Grand Slams. Right. And then what? Then what? Yeah. Because we've seen what these guys have done to these players for the most part. All right. What do you th- So overall, what do you think? I'm going to tell you what I think about that argument and how we did. And this is to all <laughs> the Twitter people and their arguments. Self-evaluation. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Bitch. (laughs) We'll be right back to talk about the draw. It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com, to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. I shank that. I uh, shook that stank off. Let's get 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 past that argument because, uh, damn it, I'm right. Uh, the U.S. Open, baby. Yes, count- contrary to our hostile first half, we are really excited about the U.S. Open. <laughs> we do have to defend ourselves once in a while. Well, listen. First of all, I have I always say I hate whatever this surface or that surface, and these these <laughs> these tournaments are dumb until I get to them, and then I'm all hyped up. Right. But one thing that's always, always, always the case is the U.S. Open is my favorite slam. He says that every slam. <laughs> Not true. Um, yeah, I do. I say the, fa- to me, the U.S. Open is my favorite. The night slam. matches are the best. I I cannot. There's no comparison to U.S. Open night matches. I hate this new logo, though. Oh God, I hate it. I, we, it's, we talked about somebody talked about that with me a year or not a year a few months ago and we saw it and we were like really that's the logo it's listen the fireball thing was outdated i get it right but this thing i don't even understand what it is <laughs> yeah, it's, aliens are landing in new york uh, yeah and don't they have they have some way of deciding that like they have a competition don't they or nah, don't that's what cares. they used to do i don't know if they still do who cares they used to have like a junior competition everybody would send in potential logos yeah, let's but like, they don't change it enough. Let's let kids decide the logo of yeah. a multi-billion-dollar organization. Well, and they don't change it enough to be. They only do that to sell more merchandise, I would assume. 
So every year you got to buy the new merchandise. Well, they just do that with a year. Yeah. Because that, that Fireball logo thing has been forever. That's true. Forever. But, but they've it, changed the color of a guy, it. A guy, I know I got a tattoo of that on his arm or something. I'm like, <laughs> oh, too late. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's over now. You had a good run. Well, maybe it'll come back. Who knows? Yeah, after everybody complains. Um, so listen, so you're exactly right. One of the big things about this tournament that gets you hyped up is, well, specifically night matches but but generally and what that means is it's new york and it's american baby right. so night matches all the hollering and all the degenerates that they let in at night <laughs> in you know from new york city that that's that's one of the things that makes it an american event you know top to bottom right. when i feel like whatever for whatever reason this slam oh probably because we're american but uh, the three criteria I told you about slams, this one always seemed to satisfy all three of those. You've always got young players up and coming. You've always got local players, obviously for us, because we're American. But he, we even said even France to see French players. Right. But I feel like America, as bad as we've done at the highest level, I feel like we're always in the mix at the junior kind of 17 to 20 level. So we always have those players that kind of win a round or two. Well, and you got the, the Kalamazoo winner gets a wild card. Yeah. You know, that's NCAA. a... Yeah, champion and yeah, men and women, and uh, I guess maybe there's a girls junior champion that gets one. There's yeah, well, and then they have just so many wild cards. So there's well, always opportunities, man. and then we always seem to have one or two just kind of older guys that are still around that just make it interesting. I don't really know. In terms of Americans, we don't have that this time, but maybe right like Ferrer's playing it all first round. It would be amazing if he could make that an interesting match. So listen, so first of all, let's just go ahead and power through the men's draw because there's only four players that can win it. Um, and <laughs> they really... No, no, I want to dedicate time to women because we dedicated the whole first half to how shitty... See, that's the thing. It's like we talked about men, but it's like how shitty they are. Right. <laughs> we get no credit. We no. get no credit. So here's so here's why I was thinking. Um, so first of all, let's start before the U.S. Open. And I don't know why this hasn't been the case because I, I think it, I, I've never, I don't know if I've said it before, but it should be the case. But they really need to get in there and just and market the shit out of qualifying. And they did a better job of that this year. The Tennis Channel had qualifying and there was a lot, you, you got to watch a lot of matches. Right. And I, I have Tennis Channel Plus, which I find <laughs> disappointing at best. Yeah. Uh, but I still got to watch some matches. And, uh, and you know, if they frame it right, they have the right people commentating. That's we should send it a tape. <laughs> we should send it a tape with all the bad words out. Yeah. Um, for commentating because who who cares? Let us do qualifying. Nobody gives a shit about qualifying, and right. we'll and we'll put some pizzazz in it because you're talking about people that are fighting for their lives, man. Well, and this wasn't because of our detailed show prep, but I knew you were going to bring this up, and I'm going to tell you that I'm just not into it. I don't know why you're not in. Oh I'm just my not god! Into it. I tried. I cannot be. I tried, John. I tried, and I I just turned it on many times, and I was just like, but it's partly like you said, it's the lackluster commentary, you know, the the crowds not being as animated, the time. It was just something about it didn't work. But I do think, like you said, it has the potential to be good. Well, let me tell you. So here's all right. So first of all, it's is not. I guess they get paid now because they used to not. They used to get nothing. So if you so you have to win a certain amount of matches, right? And you get to a certain round and just stop, yeah. and you qualified. But if you lose, I don't care if you lose, you know, seven six in the third set of the final qualifying match. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. 
Is that too much with the sound effects already? <laughs> I like it. All right. But Willy really Wonka quote. I yeah, like. baby. Uh, but you get nothing. Yeah. And there's some finality to that that makes it, you know, a, you know, obviously the main draw, you lose and you're out. Right. But Jesus, if you qualify, you make 54. The first round, if you were just in the first round, you make $54,000. That's about half of what this show makes, you know, in a year. But anybody in the qualifying, that's I mean, cost, cost, not make. What did I'm sorry? What? Yeah, exactly. If you're coming through the qualifying for the most part, well, unless you're Tommy Robredo or somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah, you come through qualifying, you qualify, boom, you just took care of your whole year. Right. I mean, what a huge lottery, but yet not with luck, with actually skill and hard work and, right. and whatever else. So I think that's the number one. Number two, it it's on the grounds. It's in the actual – it's not some shitty little, you know, um, you know, lower level kind of clay court tournament on the – other side of the universe right during the u.s open which you're like oh, i really don't care about that yeah because nobody's watching that's like in some dark corner of the world and we've got the real thing going on here well this is part of the real thing and so it, it's new york it's packed it, it's loud it's you know i think it's free still uh, for attendance maybe not i don't know about that new york I, you I bastards yeah, i don't think it is but i could be wrong it should be it should be free and it should be mayhem. It may just be, it may be a general admission. There may not be an assigned seating, but I still, still think you have to pay something. Gotcha. Gotcha. But what I, one of the things that's missing to me from that is what I want to see there. I don't need to watch it for the tennis just because the tennis is fine, but the, but the tennis level is going to go up so much in the main draw. What I watch it for is the comeback stories, the up and coming. Like to me, they need to focus more on that. But well, they, like Patty Schneider was in it. Right. Vera Zvonareva. Yeah. All these people. Like I want to see more about. What has this person been doing the last five years? I want to see a feature on, you know, she's been playing in, you know, Turkmenistan for the last year trying to get her rating. <laughs> Jinx out. Right. So I, I think to me, that's what they're missing out. Like, I don't need to see Bouchard win 6160. I'm going to see her in the main draw anyway. I don't need to see her in qualifying. I get that they're trying to get the name recognition. But well, that's a that's a that's a broadcast issue. Right. And if they did it right, if they gave us the keys and they did it right, then that's what it would look like. It would look like. We'd be going around the grounds. We'd be looking for probably number one Americans. Right. Because it's our damn tournament. Kiss my ass. <laughs> um, and ultimately, I don't know that anybody else would care about this whole, you know, angle. Right. You know, but it's our tournament. It's here. It's, yeah. it, it, nobody's getting up at four in the morning in whatever dumb country you live in. It's, you know, all set up for our time zones here. So we're here. Um, and you could find some of these matches. I think they also, instead of having one big draw... They need to have the sections to where you have to win that fine. That's a final, right? So break them apart. Yeah, you know, even even give me the slot they're going to go in, so I know what line they're playing. For. Yeah, like preset all of that, right? Um, and and then make it a whole situation, you know, right. and even even do highlights for all the rounds until you get to the final of each section, and then and then you know have that because theoretically those should be good matches. Well, I thought your analogy to the NCAA tournament was the best because basketball, cause that, yeah, because yeah. that is the play-in game. These are play-in games, is basically what they are. And but the difference is you've got twenty of them going on at the same time, so you have right. the option to go to whatever one is the most compelling instead of just every time I turn it on, they were on the same match for thirty minutes straight. Well, they, oh my god, you listen, and they were not good matches. Some of them were not. You're exactly right. And now, to be fair, again, we mentioned this before. Um, you know. I was 
watch trying to watch Mitchell Kruger, who is a local, right? And his dad is an official and does you know he does our matches sometimes at our school. And I was trying to watch that knockdown drag out with a former UVA player, uh, Kwiatkowski, and they were they were on another match with uh, Felix Alger Aliasim. Right, I think I got that right. <laughs> Ali Asim uh, against uh, Chris like Dictator. With yeah, exactly. Baron Cohen. Yeah, he's yeah, exactly. He's French though, so there's no chance Aladine. of that. French Canadian. <laughs> no chance of him taking over anything. Um, against our American Eubanks, Chris Eubanks, and it was seven six five one. Right. Meanwhile, Kruger and Kwiatkowski are in a battle. Kruger's battling back to 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 try to you know get back in the match, and it was right. a knockdown drag out. And you know, and they're showing this dance. Do that. I get it. If Serena Williams is kicking the shit out of some nobody, yeah. I get it. You still you, see. I don't even get that. To me, that's one no, thing no, no. has got to change. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. It's right. like Serena Williams, the most popular player, yeah. in the U.S. Probably well, American player anyway, um, in the U.S. And you got to show her because you think you're panicking and you've got to make ratings decisions. Yeah, to me, there's just but there's, there's no be rating something. decisions to make in qualifying. We don't know who any of these right. people are. I mean, who is A. Bolt? Is that Usain Bolt's cousin? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh, we talked about her at the Wimbledon. Uh, yeah, but that's not our... her. That's a him. Oh, we talked about... You're the worst. Is he English, though? I don't know. We talked about, like, wild cards at Wimbledon. I think that name came up. Uh, Australian. Oh, it was Australian Open, then. We were talking about, like, Australian players that could do something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... But Look no, at they've the got memory to, on bread. They've got to get out of this. Like we have to see the end of the match. Did you like, not get that reference? <laughs> um, Pulp well, Fiction. No, see, there you go. You've lost me. Damn it! That, you shouldn't lose me on that reference, but you did. Uh, but no, to it. me, we've got. There's. They've got to get out of this. We have to see the last point because we don't. Like I don't need to see six two five one the last game. I just right. don't. <laughs> right. Flip over when it's match point and show me the last point. And show replay. me the It doesn't have to be live. Exactly. Absolutely. And you don't have to tell me it's a replay. Just say, oh, match point over here and flip over. And right. It could be ten minutes later. I don't know. I'm not there. So there's just something about them having to show this last game every time just drives me crazy. Right. They do that on hockey where they have they have the the uh, if you're on the NHL channel. They're not showing a game. It's just kind of revolving, yeah. sort of peek in type. Right. It's you know, like the Red Zone Network, exactly. And they, and they won't tell you whether it's live or not. But you figure out it's you figure out it's live because man, every time they peek in, they score. That's incredible. <laughs> right. What right. a great game. Yeah. Uh, no, it's because they you know back tape it, and right. Hold it and then play it. So you're exactly exactly right. And here's a way to test how the logistics of that would work for the production teams and the announcers and all that is do it during qualifying and do it when you are trying to put together, you know, a package for the tennis channel who decided, Hey, let me do the qualifying. Cause I, you're an asshole Uh, because (laughs) any tennis and the more tennis, the better. And so if we can really get after it on qualifying, I think that's fantastic. That's like, that's like watching American Idol for the next Kelly Clarkson, right? You know? Like that's true, but I think just the way they like you. That said, was the a terrible. They, t- I hate. I hate American Idol, <laughs> and I maybe know one Kelly Clarkson <laughs> song. Not on purpose. She's lovely, but local. Uh, but no, just like you said, it's the way they run it. I think they had probably two commentators. They just had one court they wanted to cover, and they made that their feature court. But they just don't well, understand they, that tennis is not. They might not have had a lot of resources dedicated to all the courts. I don't know. I mean, that's that's what you look into. But I think 
It's either do it all in or don't do it. Because right. if you half-ass it, you're going to get bad results, and you're like, oh, well, this sucks. Yeah. I just think with tennis, the great thing is when you have multiple courts going on, you have an option to pick the best courts to watch. Um, otherwise, there's no point. And I feel like they had at least cameras on a couple courts because they did switch occasionally. But especially in the main draw, it's worse because when somebody's up two sets to love and three out of five, I don't need to watch the third right, set. Right, right. Like, yeah, when flip it's like... away, and then if it's three on the third, then maybe come back. I'm okay with that. Right, or or, or the guy or girl that's down yeah. goes up a break in the second right. or whatever, you know, the deciding set. I agree with you, buddy, but they... Buddy, they, all right, would you at least agree that there's a potential gold mine oh, in definitely. the qualifier? Okay, definitely. if they did it right, if they listened to us and did it the way we want them to, it could be a potential gold mine. Here's another thing I think they should do. I think it's Sunday night as we record. I think right now they should be gearing up for a night match to open the U.S. Open, just like they do one, great. one match, not yeah. a whole round like the French Open, you Frenchies, you cheese-eating, hairy armpit sons of bitches. <laughs> but a lot like the NFL does. They have a Thursday night game, and then you just have to sit there and wait till Sunday for the rest of the games. But it, it you know, it's usually the previous Super Bowl champion and somebody else. Oh, that would be great. And they they open the NFL season that way. That would be awesome. And you, you could do the two defending champions back to back, or you could just do one of them. I say every year, do men's one year, women one year. Yeah, or put them on uh, ESPN two and tennis channel, and then yeah. test the ratings. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. But, uh-huh. I mean, there are a handful of matches that even in the first round, you're like, whoa. So, for instance, like Jack Sock and Andreozzi. <laughs> <laughs> He's, Sock's the 18th Is that going to be televised? <laughs> <laughs> He's seated. He has not won a Grand Slam match this year. Um, no, um, but how has the UST not figured that out? As much as they're geared toward money, how have they not figured out? I mean, how about, how about Misha? Well, no, it's Misha Zverev. Never mind. Well, we got Walrenka Dimitrov as first round match. We have Shapovalov, uh, Azur, Ali. Damn it. I had it. I've said it twice in a row. <laughs> Ali Asim. Yeah. Uh, Shapovalov, the countrymen and yeah. friends. And Nadal Ferrer, Nadal's defending champion. That would have been a great opening night match. Yep. Um, Delpo, Donald Young. I'm, I'm looking also for Americans potentially. Um, but also, your viewing audience is so much bigger on a Sunday night compared to a Monday morning. Half, half, all the schools here have started. Right, and you're like, oh, hey, the U.S. Open starting tomorrow, right. but it's tonight. But you still feel like, oh, it's tomorrow. I because- know many people who will not know the U.S. Open has started until Tuesday or Wednesday. Well, you have a lot of losers for friends. <laughs> all right, I'm saying if you had the Sunday night marquee match, right? There's that no would draw everybody in, then they would all know the tournament was going. There's on. There's no NFL, and by the way, I can discount the rest of the world right now. Without being a jerk, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a stupid American, because this tournament is in America, <laughs> and it's our, you know, um, f- uh, federation, as it were. It's not a federation, but whatever. That's you know, making the decision. So that's why I'm discounting the rest of the world. But I think ra- ratings and all the rest of it would be fantastic. Oh, t- definitely for a Sunday night block. Because this, this week is kind of a dead week in sports. Because like you said, NFL hadn't started yet. MLB's like kind of reached that dead period where nobody cares as much. Right, because you know who's in and who's out right. pretty much. Yeah, but you got Walrinka Dimitrov. Yeah, that I'm excited about. First round, potentially. Potent- Dimitrov could lay an egg. I think that's got to be the night match based on what I was looking at. Well, I'm talking about for the potential. Oh, yeah. even Yeah, exactly. First round. Um, and, and you know what? You could also maybe potentially do... 
I'm trying to think if you could do them both. One men, one women. That'd just be a long night. Right. I think that wouldn't work. Because, well, the problem is, too, now they do, would you do all that ceremonial stuff on the Sunday night then instead that they do tomorrow night? They do all this, the anthems and the America the Beautiful, and they always have a singing group, and they all do all that. Would you move all that to Sunday night? I mean, uh, technically, you'd have to. Yeah, because it's starting the tournament. Yeah, you, you, you're starting the oh, tournament. Oh, then again, they play the tournament all morning, and then they do the opening ceremony that night when you've already played, which That's makes a good no point. sense. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. So maybe you just do one, and then ha- how would you pick? I mean, alternate? I don't know. Because I got news for you. The men's, if it's a good quality match, and it's a men's or a women's, if it's a competitive match, the men's is going to get a bigger rating. Sorry. Well, and the men... In the first round. Right. Because Serena's going to murder somebody. <laughs> so well, And the top men aren't playing the week, this tournament right now, so they wouldn't care about starting 12 hours earlier either. The men are, the women are all playing the tournament this week. A lot of them are. So they're going to not want to maybe play that early. Yeah. So the men would probably like it more. Plus, three out of five set, you have a longer... If you're just trying to sell one match, it's better for it to be three out of five. Pretend, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. So... But yeah, I'm really shocked they haven't figured out how to make the first round three days like the French has done. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and not even three days. Two days in one, one match. Right. But I think I wouldn't care if they did the whole day. I think... I would. I don't like that. No. I don't like... I like having this this sort of being the kickoff match. Yeah. This is the beginning of the tournament. A ceremonial first ball struck yeah. by... You know, you serve, you know, somebody serves a first ball, you know how the mayor come out or <laughs> Well, I got an idea. How about you make it the top ranked American every year? Ooh. Ooh. You make it really the US, US <laughs> Open. Of course I don't know who that would be. It would be Jack Isner no, somebody. Kidding. I'm kidding. This year not. would not exactly draw people in. The problem is what if one year the top American's forty five in the world? Um Yeah. But well it could be men or women. You could make the choice after, you know. Well, and here's a benefit to play. You know, somebody's thinking, oh, what I want to play. The benefit to play is you get another day of rest. Right. Right after the first round, which you may not need it then. But, hey, any time you get rest is good, I guess. But so I don't know. But, anyway. But, no, back to the men's draw. I've got – I'm going to go BG and go upset alert with uh, Kyrgios over Federer third round. That's uh, – Now, I don't the know problem is Kyrgios has got to make it a third round. That's the biggest right, issue. Right. Well, I'm, 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 I don't think it's going to get to that. What do you mean? First of all, who cares about – that's the kind of predictions I want. I yeah. don't care about who's winning because it's like – like we've said, I hate predictions. I do them because I, I, you just fall into that trap. But right. who cares about predictions? The only predictions I like are good matches, potential good matches, and overall you know, things that may occur right. throughout the tournament. And you like know, Last year we had four Americans and women's, women's semis. Yeah. This year, I think we're exactly. going to have zero. And, yeah. That's my prediction. You know, if that. we had four men in the semis, I don't think an American would win the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm picking zero American semifinalists, men or women, this year. That's my other prediction. Ooh-wee. So, although Isner, I think, actually has a chance. Well, listen, but. do you want to get to uh, Corey's Corner before we start the draw? Oh, yes, because it's related to the draw. Oh, yeah. So, the USTA, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. They made a... I haven't heard of them. They made a big hoopla over... They were going to give, you know, they were going to factor in maternity leave or pregnancy into oh, yeah. into rankings. Oh, yeah. Or seatings. So what they did. I submitted all, my paperwork for me next year. <laughs> in all their generosity, they moved Serena from the 25th seed to the 17th seed. Sounds great, right? The problem is what people don't realize about tennis is that if you're seated 17 to 32, it's exactly the same. Right. It makes no difference whatsoever. So they basically did 
the only increase they could do without actually changing anything about the draw whatsoever. So they basically they were all empty promise. They said they'd change nothing. No, 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 they're not. They're empty to us because we're smart. Right. But they, Oh, it looks great, PR. It, it looks great. That's wow, all they cared about. she's ranked 25, but they bumped her up. And it's funny you say that because I posted on someone's Facebook page. I said, I'm mad at the USDA for doing this. They said, oh, you don't think Serena should have moved up? Like, are you, you don't think that's a valid re-? I said, no, I think that if she was going to be moved up, she should have actually been moved up. Right. They should have made her 16 or 12 or 13. They, to me, there's no way that was accidental. They decided to move her up just enough where it looked good. And hey, we really think that she's better than what she ra- she's ranked, but we have no change. We've made no change in her position in actuality. Right. Which is why she's playing Venus Williams now in the third round, um, which I'm surprised we didn't hear about, you know, some collusion there. But <laughs> she's got to, but again, if she was seated 16, she would have not mathematically been able to play Venus in the third round. So, and she's also got Kuznets in the first round, which. Right. Uh, which is tricky. Yeah. But so I just. I think the USTA totally dropped the ball on that. They came out with all that. They didn't things. drop the ball. They hid the ball under <laughs> the seat or they pulled it away from us as fans because yeah. they didn't want to make a decision. Right. They it, think they think that people aren't going to realize that it didn't, that they, they're going to think that people think they helped Serena when they really didn't. They made no impact. Right. No, exactly. That might be your best Corey's Corner ever. I was fired up about that one. That's a good one. That's because a, they don't deserve any credit for that. In it's other words. real insight, and it takes a jab at the USDA. <laughs> That's I why like he it. likes it. Yeah, but yeah, I think that, so. And I'm not saying one way or the other whether she deserved to move up or not. But I right. think they said that she did, and then they didn't move her. And up. they didn't really right. So all right. So are the big three going to make it to the final? Well, you heard me say Four. upset alert for Federer, so I don't see him making it. Well, you have him being upset by Kyrgios. Listen, if he plays, if Kyrgios. Labor Cup is any indication, <laughs> uh, he does play Benoit Pair if Pair makes it out of the first round against some guy like me, um, which is you know, possibly Kyrgios plays Pair or Federer. Federer. See, Federer's got a tough draw. He, he for does. Once, for we've never said that before <laughs> ever. Yeah, it hurts. He to be wins the, this. He's the greatest ever. <laughs> piece of shit um, why is becker coming back is uh roddick is coming back oh yeah baby um but yeah i he will actually earn this slam if he wins it i mean he could have to beat completely earn nadal Djokovic, completely yeah he earned the match if he beats nadal anywhere he plays him but yeah right. he right but yeah so i think this i don't mind the first round being you know two no. three and one no but then he's got pair in the second round, which could be two, three, and one, or it could be six, seven, seven, six, six, right. seven, seven, six, six, seven, <laughs> seven, six. That's six, man. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I, I ran out of whatever. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. He's got uh, Kyrgios, who's the 30 seed, which, again, he's just whatever. Um, so hopefully he's healthy and well and, and whatever. He's the kind of player, though, that can take Federer out of his game. Right. Which is a, there's not many people that can do that. So your best American is Isner. Who will get the furthest, you think, on the men? Yeah, I'm thinking just because of his latest hardcourt success, I have to go with him. Now, here's something that's – here's the most interesting story for me of the entire – this is Coach's Corner. The most <laughs> interesting tidbit of the entire tournament. Can you guess what it is? Uh, Ryan Harrison's racism. Yeah, of course. <laughs> or sexism. Um most interesting about the men's tournament? Yep. Okay. Hmm. Da, 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 da. What is it? I don't know. Andy Murray coming back? No, who gives a shit? <laughs> who gives a shit? I know. I'm shit. trying to get in your brain. That's the hard part. I'm trying to figure out what to you is the most compelling. 
No. I'll give you a hint. You ready? Yep. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Check. Go ahead. <laughs> Ivan Lindell. Oh, what? What? Who's? What is he doing? What? I've, do I not know what he's you doing? You were on the road this weekend. To be fair, I was. Kinda. <laughs> he is now coaching Alex Verev. Oh yeah, I did. I actually forgot. Oh, okay. I did know that. I forgot. So much tennis knowledge in your head, you can't keep it all in. Well, that's kind of. Listen, if there's anything that that boy needs, and again, I don't know these people, okay, bitch, <laughs> so refer back to the uh, first half of this podcast if you don't get that reference. He's not talking to me. I'm not calling, I'm calling him worse, believe me, but uh, uh, yeah, so Zverev cannot get past the third round. Right. In a grand slam. Which was which was a less a worse version of Andy Murray's problem when Lindell joined him. Right. Uh, yeah, because I mean Andy Murray is way further yeah, up the ladder. He was making semis and finals. Right. But just, just couldn't get over that hump. So is this you know are people freaking out and thinking oh wow Zverev's now moved up in terms of his chances to win this? Are you out of your mind? <laughs> of course not. But it does I think add an element to Zverev's training which is basically no nonsense. I'll kick in your ass if you don't listen to me um, and you're going to do what I tell you the way I tell you and it's going to pay off. And so I think even making it to the second week would be the equivalent of Murray winning a Grand Slam once he took on Lindell as a coach. Well, and I think what I'm – people think that I'm like harsh on these young players. What I'm always looking for is progress. Right. And Zverev for the last three years has had the same Grand Slam results – I think he made he made the quarters of the French or something, but but it's really his grand slam results haven't changed when everything else has gone up. So right, I, if he like you said, if he makes the quarters, to me that's a good tournament, and he's got something to build on for next year. If he goes out in the third or fourth round, then I'm like, uh, he kind of did the same thing he always did, and now yeah. you've got a great you know coach. Now what are you gonna do? I'm I'm really interested to see. You know, last year I was at the U.S. Open at this moment, and uh, and most of our fans sorely remember. <laughs> That was a shot at you because you were by yourself. <laughs> yes. Oh, that. <laughs> yes. That's happened again since. Sadly. Yes, that. That in particular. That um, catastrophe. But, you know, Lendo came into our, our coaches meeting uh, at the U.S. Open because he's working with juniors, the USTA junior group. And, uh, I mean, he basically said, look, <laughs> these kids, th- th- I'm old school and they just have to deal with it. And. I I don't know. Again, I don't know Zverev. I don't know the family. I don't know anything. But my guess is he could use a little old school in his life, and he's going to get it. But do you think that Lindell has been with him long enough to make a difference for this tournament? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm wondering. Well, yes, yeah, I do because he said, "Yeah, I'll be your coach," and that can add an element of. Hey, no pressure for this tournament. Let me see what you got. I'm going to really focus on your matches, and I'll be, you know, reviewing everything and and really digging in and uh, et cetera. Well, and I think it's a sign too that Zverev knows he needs to make a change, which to me is the first step. That's huge. That's you know, James Blake kept the same coach his entire career, and he kept the same results his entire career. Right. And yeah, maybe his new coach would have made it worse. We don't know. But and even Nadal getting Moya, I think it's the first step is having the player recognize they need to do something different. Well, and listen, sometimes it's not stubborn because, listen, it's not it's not a video game out there. Yeah. It, it You know, people talk about how, like, you know, some of these players play way too much. And I'm like, you know what, though? 
none of this is guaranteed to them, and they're the ones under the pressure, and they're the ones that the uncertainty really matters to. We just look at it like names on a page or faces on a screen and just watching a game, but this shit can go away. Right. This shit can go away. I mean, Gofan got hit in the eyeball. I mean, who knows? He He broke his ankle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In a different tournament. In in not training. I mean, right. it wasn't. It was both of them were fluky as shit. And either of those could have really, you know. So I don't fault players for just playing every single match they can. They're trying to rack up money and right. and points and do everything they can while they can because this it may fade or it may burn out. Well, and they you can't know. sit on the sidelines and collect a check like in every other sport. Well, that too. They've exactly. Be out there to make any money, especially if they don't have the name recognition. Well, and it's not even that. I don't even care about that. It's from their perspective, it's like, okay, there's a pro tournament coming up. I play professional tennis. Every time I step on the court, I have a chance to increase my ranking and to increase the amount of money I make. Right. Well, what I mean is if Federer sits on the sidelines the next six months, he's still going to make $40 million. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 right. Uh, without even playing. Right, right, right. They right, don't right. have that option. Right. And they don't know. And like I said, the biggest thing, you're exactly right, because I don't care what you say. Making you know eight million dollars career prize money is fantastic, but it goes away as quick as it comes in with right. all the travel and everything else you do throughout a year. Your coach gets ten percent, your right. agent gets ten percent. You know you might have a physical or uh, you know physio as they call them, or whatever. Yeah. You might have a you know in Hollop's case, you might have a head doctor. <laughs> uh, no, no, literally. Yeah, uh, I want to meet that doctor by the way. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, so I don't fault them for doing that, but I don't know how I got off on that topic. So anyway. So you think Isner is going to be the best American result we have? Yeah, he's just been the only consistent one all year. And he's got that one key element being 6'10". Right. That, that trumps everything, no pun intended. To me, he and Anderson. Did you like that, by the way? <laughs> no pun intended. I really didn't mean to. Because that could, that serve can get him out of anything against totally. anybody. When he and Anderson are the wild cards because they have had great success the last several. I mean, Anderson made two finals, the U.S. Open and Wimbledon, you can't tell me he doesn't have confidence coming in this tournament. So you don't think Tennis Sangren's going to beat Djokovic in the second <laughs> round? I don't think he'll make it to Djokovic in the second round. <laughs> he plays Victor Troike. Oh, there he could be an all-Serbian second round. By the way, I was looking uh, I was looking at some old tournaments in, in ready for this argument, and Gasquet was a, ju- well, there's a boys winner at the 2002 U.S. Open. That. That's I awesome. Um, he was dominant as a junior, and so was Donald Young. Oh, well, he's speaking in 2002. How about this match? Baghdadi against Yuzhny. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, is it 2002? Yeah. You're looking at the wrong girl? I don't know. <laughs> um, one of one of uh, the people that Federer won one of his slams against, by the way, Baghdadis. Yep. <laughs> in the strongest era in history of tennis. Was it? <laughs> he's beaten Baghdadis in a final. Right. And then he beat Songa in a final. So he's won a couple against some... Uh, Lesser competition, but sure, probably Sampras has two and Agassi too, maybe, but whatever. Different topic. So we, we feel like that we feel like that the one seed Rafa, the the two seed of Federer, definitely gonna make it to the semis? No, because I'm picking Federer to lose to Kyrgios. Oh, that's right. But okay. Djokovic and no Nadal for sure. And then I don't know where the draws break out, but I I see Potentially Isner or Anderson making it to the semis. I like it. I did say no Americans in the semis. So I guess Isner has to lose in the quarters, but close enough. Maybe we'll have somebody new in the semis. That would be nice. Like now we you, had last year, Karina Busta. It's hard to believe that was just a year ago. So is Hollop a lock to get to the semis? 
No, because I don't like her draw. <laughs> okay. Not as bad as playing Maria last year, but she has a pretty rough draw to get there. Maybe. Which in some ways is good for her, potentially. Right. Well, I mean, on the first three rounds, I don't... Uh, I mean, well, Pavlyuchenko, Yeah, Kanepi, to me, is that one. The first, very first match, she is so hot and yeah, cold. You have to get Holop away from the dock. Right. If you can get her away from the dock and get the engines going, then then it's all right. So yeah. getting her away from the dock is the first before she sinks. And I think Kanepi is a is a hard hitter enough yep. where she can do something. After that, like you said, I think she makes it past that. She's smooth sailing for a few rounds. How quickly does Serena lose? <sighs> I mean, it, I would not be shocked if Kuznetsa beats her. Right. Um, I would be shocked if Venus beat her if they play in the third round. Right, right. Um, yeah, because they, they'll just give the thumbs down and the Venus will tank it. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> what movie was that? We we referenced that recently. Boxing movie. Yeah, with um with uh with the guy from um the airplane movie, um, <laughs> James Wood. Oh, uh, Lewis Gossett. Jr. Yeah, yeah. Um, dog, dog. Um, what is it called? <laughs> Digstown. Digstown. I was yeah. about to say Dogtown. Yeah. High adjustment and then the thumbs down. Yep. Okay. Sorry, sorry out there, everybody. Back to <laughs> no the women. One knows what that movie is. But now, uh, are you freaking out about anybody that has won recently, like uh, Cincy? I mean, uh, yeah, Cincy or no, um, I, whatever I the other thing was. Yeah, I mean, I Connecticut. Think, yeah, Burton's. I mean, it would be interesting to see. I feel like in the women's, and this is true for the men's too, I guess. But I feel like a lot of times winning those tournaments actually hurts you coming into something like this, just because you've got a lot of court time. You know, it's hot out there. Playing a lot of matches consecutively and then trying to come back and do it again is a challenge. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't really think that translates necessarily to success. I don't even know who won the U.S. Open Series. As much as we talked about it, it even I never saw the final standings. Did <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah, I don't either. I have no, no clue. And don't care. It's got to be, I would think, Halep. Um, but who knows. But I did see Conta and Garcia first round match, which is crazy to me. Yeah. How Conta has fallen that far. Yeah. To, it, to not even be seated. Right. But yeah, there's, there's to me, enough interest. Like, for me, the draw and the women's is more, all the matches are interesting to me, whereas the men's, you have to really pick and choose. And maybe the ones you choose are more interesting than the women's, but the women's as a whole, to me, is more interesting. Yeah. And that's, I think, that's where we're at, typically. Yeah. That's where we're at, typically. Well, we don't get to go home and watch a... A pre, you know, okay, uh, uh, you're totally right on that. That was a how great, awesome would that, that be? That would be so great. Sunday night, right? Nothing now. else on. Yeah, I mean, like, what am I going to watch tonight? That's not because qualifying's over too. You can't even watch qualifying, right? Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> um, well, I've got one thing I'd like to say about most of my thoughts and ideas. Sixty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Um, what was that? No, I was going to say Black Panther. What's it called? Uh, that, that might've been the, uh, that actually, what was, that might be it is Panther or something, something Panther. Yeah. But it's from uh, Anchorman. <laughs> See, I could get some references occasionally. We're so stupid. <laughs> Real, I'm, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm so stupid. This is all my doing. <laughs> I got to come up with some new things though, but, uh, I probably won't. No, it's just too hard. I don't know how to do it. I have to look at, like, I have to Google the instructions on how to put it in there every single time I do it. I'm like, <laughs> shit. Maybe I should just There do used a, to be a ton of sites for uh, clips, and then right. I don't know. I don't think they are are there anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you going to do? What uh, are you going to do? But anyway, we are excited. It, it's uh, it, it's a crescendo, but then as soon as it's over, I'll be depressed. 
I am looking forward to the Labor Cup when it's over, but that's I am, but that's really about it. Do will sock win a match? Ever? <laughs> oh, <laughs> the U.S. That might Open. Be just as reasonable of a question. Mm. He he will literally finish the year with zero Grand Slam match wins if he loses tomorrow. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> By the way, we haven't rehearsed any of this. No, uh, no. Corey He's getting pretty good at the board. Corey will fully attest to that, that we've done no rehearsal as <laughs> per usual. But I mean, to be 0-4, to play all four, so don't miss any from injury and be 0-4, there can't be that many players that will do that this year. By the way, how about, what's his name, who uh, is the Grand Slam lucky loser? Oh, I haven't seen. You haven't? Uh-uh. Who, oh, damn someone it. got in already? Um. Oh my God! Who was it? Hold on, I'm gonna find it. Everybody's yelling. There's a player that has gotten into every Grand Slam this year, all four. <laughs> as a lucky every, loser every time. As a lucky wow. loser every time. Oh, is it Trungeletti? No, I don't uh, know. He was in uh, the French. He's a damn it. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. Everybody out there knows. Hmm. Everybody that's, out there knows. That's pretty hard because it's like a one in sixteen uh, chance. Yeah. Which that also means he lost the final round of qualifying all four every, times. <laughs> fair enough. I wonder if he won. Has he won a match this year in a slam? I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're asking me too many questions. <laughs> I don't know. So, but still, yeah. that's fifty-four. That's basically he basically made two hundred thousand dollars. Just for yeah, the four slams <laughs> exactly minus taxes. From Although his, now they have that stupid. He has to split it with the guy that dropped out. Right? They have that weird rule that I hate. So they don't. So the guy doesn't stay in the draw and retire. He gets half the money anyway, just for being in the draw or something. Uh, it's yeah. weird. I don't remember. Yeah. Yep. That's the way they've stopped all these retirements in the first round because they don't give those guys all the money, but they give them some of the money. Right. But still, I mean, he's getting way more than he normally gets, I'm sure. Yeah. If he's that low ranked. <laughs> right. Right. And and for, you know, playing, you know, however many matches, it breaks down to not as much money <laughs> as, but it, yeah, it's still a good chunk. But when he shouldn't even be in the tournament, right. you know, he's fine with that. Right. Oh, my goodness. The U.S. Open preview. We don't really preview it that much. But again, <laughs> listen. We well, are going to watch half of it before you hear this. And, uh, and predictions suck. So, you know, whatever. Oh, by the way, the, back to the segment one, the argument of the whole thing. Um, there's another podcast. That I've mentioned it before on this podcast called The Tennis Podcast. And there's a, a young lady on there named Catherine Whitaker. And the only reason I say her name out loud is because she's already on a podcast and she's out in public. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. Right. And uh, I guess she does commentating on various things. And apparently in, in the UK, this is not their tournament, by the way. This is our tournament. <laughs> um, it's being broadcast on Amazon Prime. Hmm. And she's one of the, I guess, TV-wise. And Interesting. She's, yeah, I don't even know what that means. I don't know. If that, is that a channel over there? I don't know. Yeah, that's weird that it... Maybe it's in addition to being broadcast on TV, you can also watch it. Well, there. my question is this: Can I, I? I have Amazon Prime. No, they they have it restricted. They're going to country block it. I only know that because when I was in Mexico, Netflix was totally different than it is here. Do you know what I need? I know I know what I need to do. I need to get Cartman saying, "Damn it!" Because <laughs> I would have said that right there. So picture me hitting a button with Carmen's uh, cart Cartman from uh, South Park. That's the one. Damn it. Um, yes, I would assume they they wouldn't. But you've got your DirecTV set up, which you love. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I just, you know, whatever. Um, so anyway. So, oh, yeah. She she leaned, oh, ever so slightly towards agreeing with me 
unbeknownst to her who I I mean right. she didn't see any of this shit but she she made a comment or two on a podcast I can't remember whatever leaning ever so slightly towards these gentlemen don't have a lot of competition yeah I don't think she's made it as broad as we have but I was like all right I got to send her a text <laughs> or whatever you call it a tweet because we need some I'll tell you who you know <laughs> There's people out there that agree. There's no <laughs> question about it. Um, and I guarantee you, BG Nation agrees with me. I guarantee well, he knows, but he say, can't say right. it out loud. That's exactly what I was about to say. I was going to say, well, Coach, why wouldn't Brad Gilbert, Patrick McEnroe, all these guys say that it's the weakest area? Because they work for TV networks that are trying to sell you watching a sport. It doesn't and, solve their problem to say, oh, yeah, tennis sucks And right they now. played in the era that I'm talking about was stronger, yeah. and it's a little self-serving. That too, It yeah. looks self-serving. So so I don't expect any, like, no one's going to say... That's a yellow card for you, BG Tennis <laughs> Nation. When you watch a baseball game, no one's going to say, God, this is the worst game we've ever had on the air. It's because they need people to stay tuning in. And by so, the way, I also tweeted uh, something else to him. Um, <laughs> I tweeted two things unrelated to the argument. One was he yelled at me for however many tweets I was sending. I'm like, dude, I don't know what I'm doing. This is out of my hands. Because everything that got sent out by everybody, I guess, goes to whoever was on the original thing. And I was like, dude, if I knew how to stop that, I'd be a lot <laughs> I was better. Say, as a celebrity, is that even, like, isn't that a daily occurrence? You would think so, but it's still tennis in America. Nobody cares. <laughs> so you got that factor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would think that you would be getting notifications 24 7 if you've got a verified twitter yeah so anyway but that but i i uh so I, that's one thing i was like dude there's nothing i can do i don't know how to stop it i would if i could and i apologize <laughs> to him he's like he sent me like a like a fist bump emoji or whatever um <laughs> and said no nah. i think that was a punch <laughs> <laughs> it could have been but he also said all good yeah. so i'm like all right cool um and then uh and then i also i did send him the, the thing where i was like why exactly Aren't you on, like in the booth, right? More, uh, and I told him I wasn't. I said, "I'm, dude. I'm not kissing up to you either." So you'll, you know, get me off that red card. Well, you may be that may be a sore subject with him because maybe that's not his. Well, I'm uh, sure it's not his choosing, right? But he may want to be in the booth, or who knows? Maybe he likes roving around and he might doing that role too. He might, but uh, I think he'd be fantastic in the booth. Oh, he's to- he's absolutely underutilized. So who is who will be your favorite commentator in this tournament? Well, when we put um, put our tape together, it'll be us. <laughs> I'm serious. We need to do that. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of that is like you're saying. They don't have a consistent group. Like, they farm out this to Europe and things a lot of times. They'll be showing a tournament. It's got to be European commentators. Like, they can't even get people to commentate these lower-end tournaments. Do you know how cheap we would do it? No, I, I, we, I know. We would, we, would, we would really we would do it because we loved it, not for the money. I don't know if we would be allowed to with, you know, who knows with unions. I don't know how it all works, man, and entertainment, but yeah. there might be some issues in that regard. But still, I would do it for pretty damn cheap. I'll right. tell you that. And it would be good, too. I wouldn't say bad words or anything. <laughs> I wouldn't call anybody a bitch. And we wouldn't talk about how much they sucked when we were watching them. We would. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure that would be the case. <laughs> Truth. All the players would hate us. Yeah, probably. But, you know, Federer and Djokovic. They're their own harshest critics, too. Well, Federer and Djokovic would be like, yeah, you're right, you're right. (laughs) But they wouldn't be able to say it (laughs) out loud. But, like, when I miss a shot, I know that I missed it because it sucked. Like, I sucked. I wasn't, I don't need an excuse. I know that that was a bad shot. So I think we would just call them out and say, man, you know, they should have made that or that was 
your pretty terrible attempt at a passing shot or a lob or a volley or whatever. Right, right. All right, this horse, this dead horse has been beaten <laughs> quite enough. Um, midweek, U.S. Open next week. We'll talk about uh, everything we got wrong, and um, I'll probably have some more fancy tweets to read of people calling me names. <laughs> um, we'll have some good storylines. There's always good storylines in week one. I hope Nadal, Djokovic, and Federer make it to the semis or however far they can go before any of them see each other and i hope they don't drop a set i think federer actually plays djokovic i'm gonna in the quarters i'm going to get my phone out i'm gonna open up twitter and i'm gonna open up a tweet and then i'm gonna jump up and down on my phone as much as possible and see if that gets through to all the people that disagree with me i don't think that's how twitter works but the point being is if they roll through this draw right i'm out yeah, so if Federer and Nadal made the finals without losing a set, each of them. Except for... Djokovic, if they play. Or yeah. that's just, even if somebody else beats him somehow. But would that... How could that not help our argument? See, they would say it would help their argument because of how amazing they are, but they don't understand that at 32 and 36, you shouldn't be able to do that. And the only reason you could do that is if the rest of the players suck. Hey. And maybe their argument is they don't suck, they just suck against them. You know, I don't know. You know what you're doing right now? <laughs> you're growing. Oh, yeah? Great job. You've come a long way on this podcast. <laughs> you thought I was an absolute moron. Well, that part hasn't changed. And I but. think you called me bitch <laughs> when when I first brought this up. Low those many episodes ago. But I think you've come my way. And what's funny is that Nadal and Federer have won more <laughs> since that happened. <laughs> and you've put me more in the favor of that argument. Holy shit. So, all right. Anything else? That's it. Oh, what a hell of a week we've had. By the way, great job not mentioning um, Winston-Salem or um, <laughs> Connecticut. No problem. They don't need to. No. They're fine. Qualifying was more interesting to me than that. Exactly. And um, then what a week we're going to have. U.S. Open, baby. The American Slam. It's here. I cannot wait to start watching tennis. In the meantime, while you're watching tennis, don't tweet at me, please. Please don't tweet at me. Um, and hopefully BG Tennis Nation has watched this or listened to this podcast and hopefully he's he's under you know under the a different impression than he was when I first tweeted him because I'm sure <laughs> he thought I was an idiot like all these other people just freaking out on Twitter. I'm actually a normal human being who has n- normal conversations, which a couple of people on Twitter did. But uh, hopefully he listens to this and w- when I see him at some point, he'll give me the little high sign that like, yeah, you're right, you're right, but I can't say it. But yeah, you're right. Um and uh, and then I'll feel vindicated. And I won't even sell them out. I won't tell anybody. Uh, but it'll be just nice to be vindicated. So anyway, um, get on all your platforms and re whatever it is. Retweet, re Instagram. That's not a thing because <laughs> you can't re Instagram what I don't send. Um, and then Facebook, our fan page. Get on all those things. They they're some form or fashion of tennis revolution. So. Figure it out. You're smarter than I am. Figure it out. Um, and send all that out to the fans, to, uh, to all your friends, so we can increase and do all that stuff. And uh, the biggest news of this week, what do you think it is? You mean after this is over? <laughs> <laughs> no, just like right now. What's the biggest news you could possibly hope for? Oh, from the tournament? No, just in general. In tennis in general. Oh. Well, who knows? It could be anything. That's what I like about it. I don't know. 100 Instagram followers. Oh, yes. Hit the century mark, baby. 100 cent- nice. and not one 
picture sent. <laughs> Not one pi- I really appreciate everybody out there who gets it, who gets this gag. And you, you follow Instagram knowing... No, listen, I follow... If you promise me you won't bother me about anything, I will join whatever your crap it is I'll, you want me to join. <laughs> Just don't send me a bunch of shit. Right. Well, this is this is perfect for you then because I don't send any pictures. So, congratulations, uh, whoever... I'm, I want to send nothing to the 100th uh, follower. I don't know how to find out who did it in order, but they're special to me, and I'm glad you don't want any pictures because you're not getting any. Um, and so let's keep growing that just to be absurd, um, just like the rest of this podcast. <laughs> and I appreciate it. Um, please, please, please help us with the social media because we suck at it. Ask Brad Gilbert how bad I am at it. And, uh, but spread the word cause we don't know how, but, uh, we want to keep growing. Listen, the reason we started this damn thing is to really get a voice for tennis out there and American tennis in particular. And I definitely think we're doing that. We're growing, we're growing steadily. Uh, but I want I want to get some big 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 jumps here, and uh, it's up to y'all to help us do it. So appreciate y'all listening out there. And until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye guys. American Slam. <laughs> <laughs>